0: Emergency podcast guys, Sandy Alcantara and Jorge Soler, both to the IL for the Marlins. Oh boy, this is a bitter blow, but the Marlins have found ways to overcome adversity all year long. They're going to need to do it again to get into this wildcard and beyond in the 2023 season. This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England again, and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up, of course, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe. It's your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel, of course, guys. Head on over there. Hit subscribe also. If you are watching, you will see no guests, solo pod, Peter Pratt only, and in the same outfit as the pod that dropped around about four minutes ago. <laughs> as i recorded that episode came off went to start uploading the usual kind of post pod stuff start uploading open up twitter oh boy there's chaos on twitter sandy to the il craig craig miss just ending lives ending relationships ending everything ending dreams maybe i don't know sandy to the il not only that likely his year is over it's not just like you know the the minimum amount this sounds like the year's over then, doubling down on that, Hoy Soler, also to the IL. He made his first appearance yesterday after sitting out most of the week. One appearance, onto the IL. Boy, oh boy, the depth is going to be tested. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. You can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Guys, this is an emergency podcast. I am recording this immediately after I saw the news drop. I was already recording a pod when the news did drop, so you've got a 30-minute lag, but I'm going to tell you that I haven't put any research into this. I've simply hit record on the news. Sandy Algandra, the ultimate workhorse onto the IL with a right forearm strain, flexor strain whatever that may be. I'm not a doctor, but it does not sound amazing. Um, Skip has met with the media then subsequently, and I think also is Kim Ang. And effectively, the vibes coming out from that one are that Sandy is not going to be back this year in all likelihood. This is not a short-term situation for the Marlins and for Sandy. It's going to be a huge blow for Sandy Alcantara. He is the ultimate leader. He takes pride in being out there and pitching more than anyone else. He takes pride in being the workhorse, the stud, the one that sets the tone. And he did just that in that Washington that Washington game, that Washington series. It was interesting, right? Because I was watching that game. He was digging into 100 mile an hour, like in the first inning. And I tweeted about it at the time. That is not typically how Sandy goes about things, apart from times when he doesn't quite have his best stuff. When his stuff is maybe slightly off, he reaches into the gas tank earlier, gets the 100 dialed up in the first, second, third inning, whatever it might be. We saw that against the Nats. He ended up having a nice start. It was fine. It was good. You know, quality start. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, it was the fact that he didn't quite have his best stuff and was trying to overcompensate with a bit of gas. Who knows? I am no doctor, and I am you know I don't want to go down the path of uh, speculating on Uh, on on the rationale of the reasons behind uh, Sandy uh, and that injury. However, from a Marlins perspective, what does this mean? Well, this is interesting because Eddie Cabrera is going to be going with an opener this evening. And so the Marlins, I believe they were looking to go to a six-man rotation and get Eddie Cabrera back in the rotation, maybe using a reliever, just to try and mix and match or try a different look or try something different, I don't know, with Eddie, just to just to get this command on. But the reality is, Eddie now, this six-man rotation uh, option is gone. It's cooked. There's no six-man rotation now. The Marlins are down to their last five starters, and that includes Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez, let's not forget, is right up against it, you know, in terms of his projected kind of innings limit. For 2023, he's right up against it. To some, he should only have one more start. To some, we're going to wait to see how the Marlins manage him. But right now, the Marlins are down to their last five starters. They have no one else. Uh, and granted, they can kind of mix and match with some long guys. Smeltz has been uh, recalled today, and we can, you know, we've seen Smeltz provide some length. Obviously, Hoeing, Soriano, like, I think the Marlins. That's going to be the plan. Ideally, if you can get the rotation rolling with Yuri, uh, Lozado, Brax, Cueto, and Eddie Cabrera, that five. If you can get those boys rolling consistently, then you've still got a real nice-looking rotation. You really have. The question's going to come down to how much has Yuri got left in the tank in terms of the innings cap the Marlins are going to use on him. And maybe that does that change the thinking for the Marlins now? Do they now allow Yuri even extra, an extra, extra. I already think he was approaching a little bit of a bonus time anyway. And they did say that, I say they did say, but Craig reported that while the Marlins are in it, Yuri Perez will still be in it. And the Marlins are absolutely still in it at this point. And they need Yuri Perez even more than they did a few weeks back now, in my opinion. This is this is huge, however, and you can't replace Sandy. You can't. But having Edward Cabrera available will at least soften the blow on paper. We're going to see what happens tonight. If Eddie Cabrera rolls out and walks seven guys in two innings and the Marlins get spanked again, you know, it becomes really difficult to manage. And some decisions will inevitably have to be made there around Eddie Cabrera. But, you know, the, it's ne- you, you, know, you can never... There's never a good time to lose your ace, right? And... I get the sense that even if the Marlins make the postseason, that Sandy won't be a part of the postseason run. I think this is season ending for Sandy Alcantara based on what Craig has put out there, how Skip has answered the questions, how Kim has answered it. We're all guessing at this point. We pray and hope for the best outcome, but early indications and vibes you get aren't positive, which is a huge, huge blow for the Marlins. comes down to, can the other boys step up? And that's what it's come down to. The other thing to mention, just to go back to yesterday's news, there was like a, an injury report update, the usual stuff that happens that the, um, that the Marlins media guys put out there that's presented to them. Um, they talked about Trevor Rogers because, you know, let's not forget Trevor, you know, he was supposed to be down for a short period working his way back. Then he had this kind of, um, non throwing shoulder issue with a, with a lat muscle, I believe, um, He's been down like the rest of the year, Trevor Rogers. It says he's now playing catch at 75 feet. Let me just translate that to you now on the 6th of September. That means Trevor Rogers will not be back this year either. There is no way enough time to be building Trevor Rogers back to be throwing major league innings um, at the back end of a season or into a postseason. Trevor Rogers' season is done. I'm telling you that right now. Sixto Sanchez is throwing some ballpens, but Sixto Sanchez will be nowhere near the Marlins' roster or rotation in 23. These are the last five guys standing. Unless, the only other thing to call out, the only, only other thing, is if someone starts waving players and starters and they say, actually... Like, for example, let's just put it out there. The Guardians, they just had a stinker against the Twins. Looks like the Twins have basically locked down that division because they've just beat up on the Guardians. To the Guardians maybe think, Ah well, we don't need Giolito anymore, or we don't need any of the other relievers that they claimed, Matt Moore, et cetera, to maybe the Guardians think, well, we don't want to pay the money either. Actually, that that's not outside of the realm of possibility that the Guardians say, we, we don't want to pay the money. So who knows? There could be further flurries of waiver activity here. Who knows? There could be. And I mean, that could really potentially help the Marlins here. I mean, Giolito available. Like, granted, he's had an absolutely terrible start uh, recently, but the Marlins tried to get him. One start is not going to change their evaluation. They're happy to spend the money. It was already signed off because they were going to claim him. So who knows? That could be really interesting. But right now they're down. They're down to the final five plus a few long relievers who have been pretty excellent in terms of Brian Hoeing and George. Sorry, Arno. Sandy Alcantara to the IL. It is not the news that anyone wanted, and it's not the news that Sandy wanted. Uh, Sandy has not dealt with any injury issues for pretty much his whole Marlins career. The only time he's had any injury incident was self-inflicted. I believe it was linked to some sort of shaving incident, shaving his armpits or something along those lines or his chest hair or something crazy. He had had a, a COVID stint in the 2020 season, but came back. Other than that, it's been a clean bill of health with Sandy Alcantara. He's just been the ultimate workhorse. Finally, finally, and unfortunately for the Marlins and for Sandy Alcantara, they now it now catches up with him in September with the Marlins in a wild card hunt. Horrible timing for the Marlins. They have a guy in Eddie Cabrera that could potentially step up and deliver in what could be maybe his last opportunity with this organization. Um, let's get into our first ad and then we need to talk about Hoy Soler and then we'll get out of here because this is an emergency pod. So it will not go on the full length, let's say, but, uh, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. Yes, sir. And guys, listen, if you are struggling to close deals, cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using, using shallow and outdated data or data, depending on where you're located. (laughs) Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, much like myself, which leads to better outcomes, like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. Bigger is better. We call this deep sales, and we've built first deep sales platform with the next-gen Of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60 day free trial at LinkedIn.com slash locked on. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on for a 60 day free trial. Just get yourselves over to LinkedIn.com slash locked on to get started. All right, guys, this emergency podcast with me, Peter Pratt. On Wednesday, the 6th of September, Sandy Alcantara has landed on the IL with a right arm, uh, right forearm uh, strain. Sounds like his season could be done. Huge blow for the Marlins. At the same time, pretty much, Jorge Soler also down onto the IL with what also seemingly could be season ending for Jorge Soler. It is a uh, a, a right. What's the problem with Soler? It's a lat. Is it a lat? An oblique. It's an oblique issue for Soler. If you remember for Jazz, what did that mean? When it was a similar-sounding injury, that meant multiple weeks down um, for Jorge Soler. There's only multiple weeks remaining on the season. This is, again, a huge blow for the Marlins, for Jorge Soler, for the Marlins. But just to cut... So, hold on. I mean, before I segue into that. I think this is probably going to end Jorge Soler's season also. Sandy Alcantara... You're reigning Cy Young, Jorge Soler, leader in home runs, and all-star this year, also with a, a, a player option or an opt-out in his contract that he will exercise. So this is a huge blow for the Marlins today for both of these guys going down. Oh, man. So how are they going to make it work without Soler? Well, let me just let me just call this out. Soler was missing for all of the Washington series. The Marlins managed to win every single game in the Washington series. Okay, they aren't playing the Nats um, anymore the rest of the way. And the Marlins will definitely face, um, they will face stiffer competition. I have just seen a number that did flash up that kind of like sinks into this and corresponds to it. The guys are fish on first. They're thinking like me. The Marlins are 15-1 and one in 23 when Hoy Soler is out of the starting lineup. Eli then follows that up with a stay positive and a thumbs-up emoji. So, Jorge Soler, when he's out of the lineup, the Marlins still find ways to win. The reality is the Marlins at the deadline of acquired guys in Bell and Berger that can spread the load in terms of offensive power production. If this had happened earlier in the year, then I think this whole offense would have been fully sunk when it was just all about arias and Soler. With Soler going down, the Marlins have other guys that can step up. What it's going to mean, and what we've seen today, this is interesting, Luis Reyes now moves over to first base. Xavier Edwards moves into second base. And... You have to think that that is really the move and maybe the way the Marlins look to go in this spot. Dane Myers has also been recalled, by the way. Um, Shout out to Dane Myers. We haven't seen him for a few months, but he was pretty impressive in his first stint. But Uriah sliding over to first, Josh Bell into the DH spot, Xavier Edwards into second base. Xavier Edwards, I talked about it when he played and started in the Washington series. He looks an absolute stud. He can play second base is his position. He's effective the same type of profile as Luis Arias. The problem is is Luis Arias is at second base. Luis Arias at first base. I just want to talk about that briefly. Like, the Twins put him there because they had so many similar guys in the middle infield, and they basically thought that Arias was like, from a defensive pers- perspective, the worst of them, so we'll shunt him to first base. I completely understand that. Arias has been completely fine at second base. His profile from an offensive perspective, is is as a second baseman. It's where his value is the greatest. You move him to first base, A, he's not amazing at first base, but, like, does that really matter? Not sure. Anyone can play first. But his, his profile is completely kind of off in terms of what you look for in your kind of general makeup of a roster. Like, I know people throw it out there to say, oh, well, Arias can slide over to first. Anyone can slide over to first. It doesn't matter who. It could be Arias. But Arias' value is greatest at second. The problem they face with Xavier Edwards is, like, if, if it's not at second base, where can you play Xavier Edwards defensively? The Marlins looked at him at center field in AAA. Don't think that was effective. And the reality is he's blocked in center field at the big league level. They haven't looked at him really at all at shortstop or at third base. So the problem for Xavier Edwards, whilst the offensive profile looks very interesting and very similar to Luis Arias in some ways, and I know I'm hyping it because Luis Arias is about to win back-to-back batting titles. So, you know, I'm not taking him to that level, but it's a similar profile, but he's blocked by Arias. I don't think the Marlins slide Arias over to first base in 24. I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but I just don't see it. I think Arias is playing second base, Berger's at third, and they're going to need to find a new power stick at first if it isn't to be Josh Bell. I think it is actually going to be Josh Bell. For those that listened to earlier episode will know that that's. I think there's no way that Josh Bell opts out of that. I think Bell plays first, Arias plays second, Berger third, <clears throat> and they find another shortstop. Maybe internally, potentially externally. Knowing Kim, it will likely be externally via a trade of a guy that you hadn't even thought of and they end up plugging into shortstop, and let's roll, baby. I think the Marlins can weather this storm with with Roy Soler missing. <coughs> Excuse me. I think they can. Um, I'm going to talk about that shortly, finish up on this episode, but final ad, and it's our good friends over at FanDuel, and listen, guys, these are the types of offers just before the NFL season starts that you need to be all over. So, as you know, it is the NFL season. It is right around the corner, and you can get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. And you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, final air segment here as we're wrapping up this emergency podcast. Sandy Alcantara to the IL, Roy Soler to the IL. The Marlins, I think, are going to have to find creative ways to fill these innings. It's going to boil down to what can Eddie Cabrera do equally? How long will they let Yuri Perez go? Hoy Soler to the IL. Big blow. Feels like it could be the end of Hoy Soler's season and maybe career with the Marlins. What I would say is, irrespective of how it ends, this has been a very positive free agent signing for the Marlins, and I believe Soler, It's not out of the equation. He is back with the Marlins, but it will not be on that current contract. Maybe now the Marlins could use the time to find a way to extend Soler. We'll wait to see if that is possible. Excuse me, but Xavier Edwards looks to be the primary beneficiary here of playing time. Arias, Xavier Edwards, someone at shortstop, Jake Berger at third. It's still a decent offense. Doesn't quite have the punch. However, as we saw yesterday, Soler didn't hit a home run but there were home runs from Berger, from Bell, from Jazz, from De La Cruz. There's home runs and there's power in this lineup. Contact hitters in and around those guys is certainly not a bad thing. We're looking for more multi-home run guys, more multiple-run home runs. You can't get away from the fact, guys, these are huge blows to the Marlins. Two of their best three players headed to the IL right now. In a in a postseason hunt and what hopefully is a deep postseason run to lose Sandy and Soler. It's huge. But this team, this team in 23, it's found ways to win. It's been able to tap into the voodoo magic. The vibes were high yesterday. They're gonna take a dint. It's gonna be tough today for the Marlins. Like today's game is gonna be tough for them mentally. Are they gonna come out flat? Who knows? But I think this team will dig deep. They'll dig deep and they'll give it all they can. For me, this comes down to can they find enough innings and quality innings within the organization? Feels like they're running out of starters. Skip is going to, this is already a test for Skip this year. He's already called it out. Huge test for him in managing all of these young arms and all of the innings that are required. And that job just got even tougher. Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day, guys. And thanks for joining me, Peter Pratt, on an emergency podcast. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, hopefully with the Marlins continuing their winning streak. And I'll see you then.